Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown for Friday, the 5th of February, 2021. I am your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. My partner, the other host, is Scotty Harland. He's aka the Harlander23 on Twitter. Uh, I am going to be hosting the show mostly for uh, about another week or so, or maybe a little bit long before you hear from him again. But in the meantime, you can add him on Twitter. He is the Harlander, H-A-R-Lander23 on Twitter. I am Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. Twitter. Uh, today, I am joined by the one and the only Stephen Vidovich. He is uh, at Stephen Vidovich on Twitter. The surname is spelled V-I-D-O-V-I-C-H and Stephen with a P-H. Give him a follow. Stephen, you're going to join me just to talk about a couple of the big uh, talking points from tonight before I run through the box score. Let's jump into that. Probably the biggest talking point is, of course, Kevin Durant. What on earth was going on there? You know, it was an absolutely bizarre situation. He isn't playing, and then he goes to the bench, and then they put him in the game, and then apparently he wasn't supposed to be playing, and now he's not traveling to Philadelphia for tomorrow's game, but the rest of the team is traveling, all because of contact tracing. It just, I guess it's playing the NBA in a in a pandemic year. This is the result. It's It's... Very bizarre that he was ruled in uh, after being ruled out, and then again ruled out. It's just uh, for those who had him in their on their fantasy teams, it's a little bit of a headache today. That's for sure. Yeah, and just in terms of sort of fallout from this for the Nets, uh, we don't know what's going on. We don't know how long he'll miss if he hasn't got COVID himself. Um, it's probably just going to be one game, wouldn't it be? You know, maybe two while they do all the contact tracing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he contracted COVID because I heard on the broadcast that he actually had three um, negative tests that he did himself uh, or that the NBA did for him today or over the last 24 hours. So I don't expect the absence to be uh, more than a couple games. Um, yeah. Perhaps you'll see Jeff Green do a little bit more while he's sidelined, but he disappointed tonight. And so... I don't really think outside of, you know, the big three of Harden, uh, Irving, and then, you know, Joe Harris pitching in, I don't think there's that much of a fallout for Durant. Yeah, I think with the Nets, though, my take on those guys, Harris and Green, is that even if they have a couple of down games, both of them are holds because when one of the big three goes out or they play these occasionally 140, 147-point games and stuff – Joe Harris, is, he's top 50 on the season. Uh, r- ridiculous. Sorry, top 60 anyway. Um, and he, he he's had some just uh, 
unbelievable stretches. Again, today he had 19 and 5 in this game. In the game, we'll get. To, I'll get to that a bit later. Jeff Green, as you said, was a bit disappointing. He just did 15 and 3, but he's in the last month the 102nd ranked player. So he's worth a roster spot. And I would say, unless it's somebody you can pick up, like say a Naz Reed type who's been top 50 in the last month while Cat's been out, you're probably better off just holding those guys at the bottom of your roster unless it's a really explosive stream like like Wayne Ellington was or Naz Reed. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, Jeff Green and Joe Harris are definite holds with Harris having the higher upside of the two. But yeah, you, you can't go wrong with either one of them. But then guys like Bruce Brown who had 13 and six rebounds to assist today, he's really only a deep league guy, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, yeah. Him, TLC, um, Landry Shamet, you know, they'll pop off every now and then, but uh, definitely only deep leagues. Now, the other sort of talking points, and I'll get to some of these, the, some deets in these a bit later in the show, but just get your opinion on a couple of these big talking points. Um, Chris Boucher in Toronto he had a decent game today. It was not fantastic, but he, he did get up to 26 minutes from that sort of 15 to 22 range that he's been stuck in. And he had 17 points. He had nine rebounds and he had two blocks. Those blocks, he went through a little period where he was just, he went through a period where he was incredible. Then he went through a period where it was just mediocre, but he was getting the blocks and steals and keeping that top 50 value. And then he's had like a two week stretch of like, being like around 175th ranked player. But if he could do games like today, 17 points, nine rebounds, two blocks, that's potentially top 50 value, isn't it? It's just going to be a question of where it falls. And where were you on Boucher? Were you a sell high guy? A lot of people were saying don't sell him, but they probably wish they did, don't they? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I've i been <laughs> I've been really unsure about uh, his viability for the whole season uh nick nurse likes to change things up likes to run different units uh aaron baines has a completely different skill set from boucher it almost might be better if they had similar skill sets because then boucher could outperform him but they're going to need both of the guys in different situations uh i could see boucher having top 50 top 50 value but it might be closer to top 75 uh, as long as Aaron Baines is the starter uh, and they go matchup dependent, he could get it to the top 50, but he's not going to get to the to the top tier echelon that he was early in the season when he was yeah. playing against the – he had a game against the Warriors where I think he had seven or eight blocks. It was insane. Yeah, and I think if you look at today's game, DeAndre Jordan only played 18 minutes, which is – exactly the same as what Aaron Baines played him. And he, Aaron Baines was 17 minutes, 40 seconds. Jordan was 18 minutes and four seconds. So there's like 20 seconds separating their minutes. And then, so that means both teams went a bit smaller. And when the Nets are playing Jeff Green, then uh, Chris Boucher saw more time. So against those big banging bigs, uh, he's probably not going to do very well. If you've got him and you do decide to sell high, the time to sell high is after he has a stretch against some teams without some of those those massive guys. Uh, another talking point from today, uh, injury to Markinen in Chicago. That's There's a shoulder, a shoulder injury there. We know he's been a bit injury prone in the past. Let's say he misses a bit, of a bit of time. That makes Thad Young even more valuable than he's been, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thaddeus Young, I 
can't even believe how good he's been over the last week or week and a half. Uh, but this injury just further cements himself as a must-add, must-roster, must-start, must-everything player right now. He's, you know, having a career year in assists. He can do it all on the court. He's a nice veteran presence for them. I don't really know what the Bulls are doing, and I was very confused when I heard how long Wendell Carter Jr. would be sidelined with a with a bruise, a contusion. Um, so maybe they're doing some pre-tanking so they can get another high draft pick. I'm not sure. But, yeah, while Markkanen's out, uh, I like that young. I also um, – the other guy that I kind of like on Chicago um, – is a guy who comes off the bench. He's not a forward, not a big man. But Garrett Temple saw 30 minutes of action tonight. Sure, he's not going to replace Markinen, but there's going to be shots available. And I kind of like Garrett Temple as you know, someone to keep on your watch list if you're in desperate need of a streamer. I think Temple could produce because uh, I think he's going to see more time while the Bulls are shorthanded. Yeah, very good suggestions. In in fourteen and sixteen team leagues, absolute must add would be Garrett Temple at the moment with those those injuries. And in twelve teams, worth considering for stream for sure. If I asked you what is Thad Young's rank over the last week in nine category, what would you say it was? Well, it's going to be something crazy. So I'm going to say that he is a second round value. Wow, you were yeah, well, almost. You were just off. I think I think it's uh, it's around twenty seventh over the last week, uh, and wow. and thirty eight over the last two weeks. So j- early third round value, which is pretty incredible. And it's those those assists, six point five per game, seven point five rebounds per game, fourteen points per game. He's shooting sixty one percent from the field. The only thing that's really hurting is he doesn't shoot threes and. Uh, the three throw percentages are, are pretty bad. Uh, it's just he shoots 50% from the line, but he's, he doesn't get to the line much, so that that doesn't really hurt you. Uh, and what are his – I'm just curious. What, what, what is the averaging turnover-wise in that span? The turnovers are low as well, only one, 1. 1.3 per game. For a guy who's getting se- seven – what did we say? How many assists did we say? He's averaging six and a half, six, six and a half assists, so 1.3 turnovers, is that's a pretty good ratio. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what else? The other thing I wanted to talk about just briefly before I let you go, uh, LaMelo Ball today, he was incredible. Is he going to be the rookie of the year or do you think it's Halliburton or can someone else sneak in there? Uh, I think LaMelo's got it. Uh, only an injury would stop that from happening. Uh, I mean, well, Devontae Graham got hurt tonight which kind of helps Lamelo in a way but he was already starting i think that a couple weeks ago we were talking about how uh is Lamelo the best point guard on the hornets i think we're starting to see that uh that come to fruition and and uh the team is basically his to run moving forward i I hope he sticks in the starting lineup he's incredible better than lonzo uh and i just i i'm just bummed i don't have him on a fantasy team to be honest yeah, no, it would, would be fantastic to have. Uh, what rookie do you have? Do you have any? Uh, I picked up Xavier Tillman in a couple spots as a streamer. I'm not big on the rookies. Uh, so, unfortunately, outside of a couple of streamers, uh, I've streamed Desmond Bain for a little bit, but Tillman's the only guy who's a rookie on one of my rosters at the moment. 
Well, you're a man who has serious acumen in fantasy because he's actually the only one on the season, apart from Lamelo and uh, Halliburton, who's inside the top 100 on a per game. He's 88 on a per game. And uh, Lamelo and uh, uh, Halliburton, they're in that sort of 60 to 70 range. And then after that, it's outside 150 for everybody else. Uh, even guys who've had some good stretches like Pat Williams, who's been good lately, he's still around 188. So it's clearly... Tillman is has been the third best in terms of what he's done when he's had opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I think that a lot of it is to do with uh, Jonas Valanciunas missing time and the Grizzlies shorthanded. So I don't think it's going to last for Tillman. He's eventually, in my opinion, going to be a drop, but I'm going to wait until he actually is a drop because Valanciunas steals all the minutes or something like that. Yes, indeed. Well, I think uh, that is the end. I've used up your time. Thanks for joining us. I know it's quite late on a Saturday evening for you in uh, west coast of the States, and you've got an early one tomorrow at the winery. Is that right? Yeah, we're back open uh, down in uh, the South Bay. I'm excited to to be working again. It's been a crazy couple of years with we're being closed more than we've been open between the pandemic and the fires. So. It's going to be nice to get out there. It should be good weather. Uh, it's always a pleasure uh, to be on this podcast. Uh, looking forward to the next one. I have to just ask one question. As an Aussie who loves a beer and loves a, loves a glass of Chardonnay or a bit of Cabernet Sauvignon, um, what do you, do you get to drink while you're on the job at all? You know, if the wine is spoiled uh, or if somebody makes a complaint, you know, I get to taste test and make sure that it's doing all right. So that's always fun. There you go. Stephen, thanks for your time. Thanks for your patience today. A bit of a rough one over here. We do appreciate you joining and sharing your expertise, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, catch you soon. Thanks, mate. All right, before we back jump back into the box scores with yours truly, Mr. Jolly. I'm feeling very jolly today. I love it when uh, LaMelo Ball have got in the league, uh, just absolutely rocking. Another thing that's absolutely rocking and has put me in a good mood uh, this year is the fantasy pass from Hoopball. Now, I get that for free because, you know, I'm kind of involved with Hoopball, as you can probably gather. Uh, it's really good stuff. So I get all these tools and I'm using them in my leagues. I do do some things by hand just to see how that goes, but these are absolutely fantastic things. The Fantasy Pass has everything you'll need to dominate all year long. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule, streaming charts, uh, drops, ads, and the newest callers feature, which is the Hoopball Discord server. If I'm brutally honest with you, I spend more time on there than I do on the website because fantastic threads in there, great information being shared. You've got DFS threads, you've got ads and drops threads, you've got uh, trade threads where people come on and ask questions. Uh, we have tw the tweet storms on there, which Dan used to do pretty much daily on Twitter. He and Adam Kim rung them on the Discord uh, five or six days a week. There's only one or two where they're uh, free on Twitter. The other days they're on Discord and they wrap up all the games at the end of the day looking for the major talking points. And it really does help you with ads and drops. And of course, things like the trade one where you can get in, get suggestions on trades and things like that. And it's also fun. It's a community. And all of that come that and plus of all the things on the website, it's just $4.99 a month. Uh, there's zero commitment as well. You can sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. But we know you'll love it. Uh, of course, always nice to have that option. As I usually say, it's just five bucks is one beer or one coffee or one meat, Aussie meat pie or whatever it is, and just 
you know, have 16 this month instead of 17 or something, you can try it out. Head to hoopdashball.com and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. Uh, while we're on the subject of rookies, before I get into the to the games, if we have a look at the performance of rookies so far this season, it's Tyrese Halliburton, who is the 71st ranked player in nine category over the season on Yahoo. Uh, and he's 55th overall, uh, depending on uh, where you're looking. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking at the wrong column. He's actually 55th overall. Lamelo is 61st. And Tillman, I got that right, is 88th. And then it goes back to Avdia, who's 160th, quickly 174. Vassal is 180. Desmond Bain, 187. Peyton Pritchard, 191. Patrick Williams is the only other one inside the top 200. James Wiseman been a bit disappointing, 217th. Cole Anthony is 233rd. Now, obviously, those will be uh, very different if you look at the last month or so. Uh, you'll see that uh, Cole Anthony is up inside the top 120 and Patrick Williams is as well and quickly is also around that 120 to 140 mark. So those three guys are guys to watch and if they fall onto the waiver wire and they have opportunity, they're worth a pickup. James Wiseman, I think it really depends on the stats. He has not been great in real life and he's not been that great in fantasy. That might be a bit controversial to some uh, fans of the Warriors, but uh, it's not been amazing. And I don't think he is a must hold unless you think he's going to come good later on in the season. The first game on the slate was, we talked about a little bit, was the Bulls up against the Magic. Uh, This was actually a really good game. I watched most of this game. The Magic ran out winners 123 to 119. Uh, we start with talking about the Orlando Magic. Vucevic is an absolute beast, isn't he? We shouldn't really be surprised about this. He had a massive game today, um, which we shouldn't be surprised about. This was a, a, a career game, basically, though. 43 points, 19 rebounds, four assists, one block, just one turnover as well with just massive usage to only have one turnover. is amazing. 17 for 29 from the field at 58%, four for 10 from deep, five for six from the foul line. There's basically no weaknesses here except uh, he didn't have a steal and he only had one block if you want to be very picky. Um, but gee, that is being picky. Now, I mentioned we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, he's 12th on per game this season, third on totals. He, he barely misses games. I'm, apologies if I end up <laughs> jinxing you here, Mr. Vucevic. Uh, last season, he was 14th on totals. That's why we shouldn't be surprised. This has happened before. And the year before, he was fifth. So 5th, 14th, and so far this season, he's third on totals. This is a guy who you could legitimately take him at the end of the first round and next season, because I think sometimes we have a short memory or we just ignore certain things and look for sexier stuff. Next season, when the draft comes around, assuming nothing changes that much in Orlando and he goes the way he's going, he's only going to be one year older. And like late in the, late in the, the second round, you know, I wouldn't wait. I took Nurkic instead of him. Uh, I took Aiton instead of him. And he's he's miles better than those guys, even though Aiton has been a bit better of late. And, of course, Nurkic had those injury injury those injury issues. But uh, gee whiz. The other thing that's interesting to note here and that explains in part this this result is if you look at uh, Fournier, and, Fournier and him, they're basically they're playing this two-man game, especially when things were tight. It was really just those two that were that were dominating the usage. Fournier had uh, 20 points, three rebounds, four assists. Uh, 
and he was six for 13 from the field and three for seven for deep, five for six at the foul line. So they were good at the foul line, those two, but then late in the game was important. The aforementioned Cole Anthony had another really good game and he's sprinkling some really good games and some good games into some duds and making himself have pretty much must-add He's must add in 12 teams at the moment, certainly in, in category leagues because of those statistics and the, the, those uh, assists and rebounds. 17 points, four rebounds, nine assists, two steals, six for 10 from the field, two for three from deep and three for five at the foul line, which is not fantastic, but he hit two clutch three throws right at the end of the game in the last minute that helped ice the game. This guy is good. Tell you someone who's not good, that's Terry Ross. He is 287th in the last week. Since he's had more opportunity and the injuries have come up, he's actually been worse. He played 30 minutes today. He only managed to have five shots. That tells me there's some confidence issues there. He had seven points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal, three for five from the field. I'm hanging on to him because I'm a stubborn old goat. And uh, they call me the uh, the mad goat dancer sometimes. Uh, I tell you, I'm a Capricorn if you believe in that star sign bogus. But uh I will hold on to him, but he's definitely not a must-hold. This is bad. Uh, one to look out for in deep leagues, Frank Mason, who's on a two-way contract. If he can you know, find his way to actually get a longer contract, he had 15 minutes. He had four points, uh, four assists in that time, and uh, he was one for four from the field. But it's worth watching for deep leagues. I'm in a 24-team league, and I grabbed him just because you know the other kind of guys at the bottom of my roster are like Michael Mulder and people like that. But worth looking out for. OKK, who people have said to keep an eye on, he had played just 17 minutes. He had four points, uh, five rebounds, and one assist, uh, the, the young fella. Kem Birch just had seven points and six rebounds, three assists, one steal, only 20 minutes too. It's a bit disappointing. I think some people were hoping that he might break out a bit with extra opportunity, but he's probably only really a deep league uh, streamer, maybe 12 team if you're desperate for rebounds uh, late in a matchup, you know, towards the weekend or something like that. For the Chicago Bulls, uh, we mentioned Larry Markin and being injured. That's one to watch. How bad is that shoulder injury? He had 13 points, five rebounds. This is really annoying for people who drafted Market and he was just starting to get going and now he's injured. Uh, speaking of disappointing, Daniel Gafford played just 10 minutes, four points, four rebounds. There's the possibility he's not very good. I traded him away in Dynasty, taking advantage of the fact that he was starting in leagues now and added him to a, a three-for-three deal I did to to get Jimmy Butler in a win-now win trade. And, and yeah, this was disappointing. He basically was played off the court. Did not look good out there, and he just could not contain Vucevic. But then again, uh, who, who could? Zach Levine had uh, 26 points and eight assists in his uh, 36 minutes. He was just one for five from deep and nine for 21 from the field. If he had a shot a little bit better, uh, they they probably would have done better. He did explode in the second half. I think he had 19 points or something like that uh, late in the game uh, to make up for a very poor first half, but it wasn't enough. Patrick Williams, one of those good rookies I mentioned, he's easily in the top four or five rookies, which is where he was drafted, but I think a lot of people thought he would not get the opportunity this season. He has, and he's looked good, hasn't he, when he's had the minutes. He had 20 points, seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block, seven for 11 from the field. He's one to look out for if he's on your wire and you've got some injury problems. I would consider adding Patrick Williams. Kobe White had 16 points and three assists, six for 17 from the field. He's 
probably just slightly better than uh, Devontae Graham, but the, the field goal percentage is pretty rough for him, isn't it? It's Valentine's Day coming up. Two million penner men are already using Manscaped products to groom. Make sure you're one of them. Valentine's Day is upon us. Uh, you don't know where the night is going to take you. And our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below the waist grooming, are here to tell you you need to use the best tools for the job. If your girl can't think of what to get you this year, tell her to get the gift that's for you and for her. The best way to get started is with the Manscaped Perfect, Perfect Package 3.0 full of the best products to keep you looking, smelling, and feeling nice. The perfect package, of course, is led by the revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer with its advanced skin-safe technology, which prevents uh, any messes on the bathroom floor and stuff like that because it's waterproof. Uh, That's very important when it's time for Cupid to shoot his arrow, of course. The perfect package also comes with a pair of Manscaped boxes that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those over the old used a stinky pair of boxes you have to these high-performance anti-chafing boxes. Complete your grooming game with a new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. That's the signature scent that's in all Manscaped formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. So all of this is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping your balls and the people who enjoy them will thank you. Uh, speaking of rough, the, the the Nets, I tell you, they've gone through a lot this season, haven't they, with Kyrie sitting out time with these trades and stuff, with with uh, the the injury to, to Spencer uh, Dinwiddie as well. And now they have this kind of nonsense with uh, Kevin Durant interfering with the game today in their game against the Raptors. They went down by 123 to 117. We'll talk about the Raptors first. Pascal Siakam is back. Uh, he is the sixth rank player in nine category in the last week. 30th over the last two weeks. Pretty certain that the buy low window has closed unless he goes through a week stretch again. He had 33, 11 and six with three steals and a block. This is what he can do. Bearing in mind, of course, that OG Ananobi is not playing at the moment and you know, perhaps that has increased his usage. We need to see what happens when OG comes back, but he's looking very good. Norman Powell had 18, 4 and 5 in his 36 minutes. Fred Van Vliet came back to earth after shooting like 85% or something in the last game. He shot 25% in this one. He had 11, 4 and 2 steals and 2 blocks though. That's those sneaky uh, statistics he gets in the, the steals and blocks categories just keep him chugging along, even when he has these bad shooting nikes. Fred Van Vliet, little legend. No wonder he got MVP votes in that finals against the uh, the Warriors. The other thing we were watching, and I mentioned before, was the Aaron Baines versus Boucher minutes. We talked about that. That's something to look at. I think it is going to be matchup dependent, as Stephen mentioned. Uh, what else is interesting for the Raptors? Not much. We wait to see what happens when OG comes back. And people who have OG on their teams, you miss him when he's not around, don't you? I've got him in a Roto League and a couple of Cats Leagues, and I'm struggling a little bit this week because he he's a guy who gets you over the line in the steals and the blocks and uh, and he's had some some big rebounding and points nights as well mixed in this season for the Nets. Uh, James, everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Harden had 17 and 12 assists with seven rebounds. Just eight shots. You seeing the theme there? The shots are down. He had played 39 minutes, but he's making up for it with the assist. He's keeping in that sort of late first round value. Now, given... You could be disappointed, couldn't you? Like, I have Harden in five leagues, including two dynasty leagues and, and three redraft leagues. And you could be disappointed because you drafted him first. I did in a couple of leagues. In other leagues, he fell to fourth and I got him. I drafted him seventh in those dynasty leagues. And you could say, God, it's dog shit. You know, like, it's horrible what's happening. It, the trade has, has killed his value. But AD is outside the top 30. Uh, LeBron is outside the top 30. Now, obviously, he went later. But but if we talk about the guys earlier, Cat. Now, I'm dead last in one league where I drafted Cat. So in, the, in those top three guys between between Cat and AD and Harden, which one of those guys would you prefer right now? Harden. Now, you could be a smart ass and say, oh, well, I was going to, I, I wish I drafted Jokic instead. Well, no, Jokic was going fifth or sixth or seventh in every single draft I saw. So I'm going eighth too. If he went first in your league or second, hit me up. Send me a text. Send me a screenshot of the draft. Show me how smart you are that you drafted him first or second because nobody did. Uh, very, very few people anyway. You wish you did. So if you got Harden, don't be crying. It's better It's better than Cat and it's better than AD, especially with him just stuffing those assists for you. Uh, they've gone up compared to what he was doing in Houston. So wipe your tears away. Put on your big man straps or your big girl straps and enjoy uh, James Harden having another fantastic fantasy season because anybody who gives you first round value anywhere in the first round is good given given what the the alternative is. That's my rant over. Joe Harris had 19-5-2, uh, as I mentioned before. DeAndre Jordan played just 18 minutes. He had 10-4. and four. He's not a hold. I dropped him long ago. Kevin Durant in his 19 minutes had just 10-5 and 6-5 and five with one assist and one block. That must have been just really distracting, wasn't it? He, he goes onto the bench. They're challenging his fifth foul. And then while he's sitting down, men in masks come and take him away. <laughs> it's like something out of a, out of a movie, isn't it? The next game on the slate was the Milwaukee Bucks up against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Bucks gave out a, a flogging, which they tend to do, like the Clips and the Lakers, don't they? Uh, it was 123 points to 105 in favor of the Bucks. For the Bucks, as usual, it's the Giannis show. He had 33 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, one steal, four blocks. He was six for eight from the foul line. Woo-hoo! If you own him. You're very happy that he didn't completely crap the bed for you. 13 for 25 from the field as well for him. Bobby Portis continues to provide weird-ass value off the bench. He had uh, 14 points and six rebounds in his 23 minutes. Dante DiVincenzo is one we've been watching. I told you I dropped him. in. Uh, I had him about five or six leagues. He's one of my favorite deep sleeper guys. I, I just diversified myself a little bit with my late roster guards by dropping him and picking up a couple of other different dudes. But he had 11 and 11, 11 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, one steal. I wonder if he's going to be a guy I regret regret dropping. I don't think he's a league winner, but if he falls onto your wire and you need steals and rebounds from the guard position, then go and get him. Don't expect that his field goal percentage, which has been really good 
in the last couple of seasons is going to be good, though. He's four from nine today, and with the extra shot attempts, that has fallen off a little bit, as it tends to do. Uh, Chris Middleton had uh, quite a night than usual, 15 points, four rebounds, and five assists. With those five assists, though, you can't really complain too much about that. Just one three-pointer for him. Brooke Lopez had 13 points, six rebounds, and he had two big blocks. Drew Holiday having a good season. Uh, again, not huge minutes today, 29 minutes from down from his usual sort of 33 or so. But he had 17 and seven, uh, seven assists with a steal as well, and he was eight for nine from the field. Absolutely nothing you can complain about with a line like that is there. For the Cleveland Cavaliers... Speaking of things you can't complain about, even in his quiet games at the moment, Colin Sexton is still chugging along. He had 19 and four assists, one steal, one three-pointer, but seven for 17 from the field against the good uh, Bucks defense. He was a little bit limited, but again, you just can't complain about basically a 20 and five game in a quiet game. Darius Garland had 13 and four, uh, four assists, six for 14 from the field. Uh, Chetty Osman had 12 and three. He's probably a drop or at best a streamer. Now, the interesting thing with the Cavaliers to look at, uh, of course, is Andre Drummond and Jarrett Allen and Larry Nance. Now, Larry Nance is out at the moment, of course, which means more opportunity for these two technically. Andre Drummond was the winner today. He had 29 minutes. He got 18 points, nine rebounds, four assists and two steals. Whereas Jarrett Allen played just 21 minutes uh, they're pretty much sharing the time at centre. He had 13 points, four rebounds, three assists, and two blocks. Obviously, both of those are very rosterable. Uh, Drummond might be at times a buy low if he strings together. If you feel very <laughs> like a, you're a risk taker, he has a few quiet games in a row, you might be able to buy low on him. He might also be a sell high if he has one of those 30 and 20 games. Like, Would you swap him for Clint Capella, for example? I think I would if I had Drummond. I'd swap him for Clint Capella uh, because you know that towards the end of the season, unless he's injured, Clint Capella is going to be balling out. We just don't know what's going to be happening with Drummond at the end of the season. It's a toss-up, isn't it? It'd be lovely to hear your thoughts if you have any on that. Another thing that would be lovely to hear your thoughts on after you digest it is the bruise letter. The bruise letter is, uh, well, look, it's just one of the best things in fantasy. We just had... The first one for the season was 14,000 words. There's apparently going to be another one coming up soon. If you want to get it, you need to subscribe. Uh, it's back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, he writes an email newsletter which is filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content. You can't find it anywhere else too. It's not on the website. It's not on any podcast. It's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter. You can sign up and you can get it for free. Go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. That's bit.ly slash bruiseletter, B-R-E-W, like the beer, S, bruise letter 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds bit.ly slash bruise letter 2021 Aaron Bruski straight to your inbox and enjoy the last one was just great really good information um, on every single team in the NBA like probably two three hundred words for each team plus some some breakdowns on uh, break breakdowns on some key players and just his thoughts on the way the season is going the big issues and stuff it's great stuff so you need to sign up for that 110 percent Speaking of 110%, that's about the percentage that the Jazz shoot from three. My goodness. They had 26 three-pointers tonight against the Charlotte Horners, uh, Hornets. And Lamelo kind of tried to steal the headlines, but really 26 three-pointers from the Jazz. Uh, just unbelievable way to spoil the career night of 
LaMelo Ball. We'll talk about the Jazz first. Donovan Mitchell started out slow, but ended up with 30 points, five assists, one steal, 10 for 18 from the field, and he hit five of those 26 three-pointers. Another guy hit some three-pointers. This just gets me excited. I've got to do it. This shout-out to Kamish Law from the Stud Muffins League, one of the leagues that I'm in. He loves this one. Mr. Bojangles, Bojan Bogdanovich. He hit seven for 10 from deep. 31.7 rebounds, five assists, 10 for 15. He might end up being my waiver wire pickup of the season. I grabbed him in a competitive Roto League. It's a $50 buy-in Roto League on fan tracks with, uh, I think it's a $370 first prize. I'm in first at the moment. Shout out to my partner, Logan, of course, uh, <laughs> from, uh, from the States who I share that with. You just can't complain about that. Have a look if he's on your way. He's probably not anymore. Is he a sell high? That's an interesting one. I think I might do a poll on that because if he strings a few of these together, maybe you can find a top 75 guy underperforming because we think probably over the season, he ends up being more like a top 100 guy. But in points leagues, absolutely, I would hold on to this guy and I would not sell uh, for anything in outside of probably the top 60 or 70 because he, he gets his points, doesn't he? Royce O'Neal had nine and two, not great. He's one of these guys who's been inside the top 100, but I just don't think I'd waste a waiver wire pickup on him unless I was really desperate for for rebounds because he's a bit inconsistent and it's just it doesn't have any really amazing nights, does he? But somehow he's like inside the top 90 on the season. Mike Conley's been much better this season. We've talked about that before. He had four three-pointers in his 16 points. Uh, Derek Favors had seven and seven off the bench in his 21 minutes. Joe Ingle had 10 points and 11 assists. If you need an assist streamer, Joe Ingles gets dropped quite often, and he's worth considering. Rudy Gobert had a double-double, 12 of 15, and he was an absolute menace for the Charlotte Hornets on the inside with his defense. And if you have a look at some of the shooting, Gordon Haywood has been on fire. He was 9 for 20 from the field, 1 for 5 from deep. Perfect at the foul line. He had 25, 10, and 5. He keeps providing top uh, three-round level value, does Gordon. Uh, one of the draft day steals, but it was Lamelo Ball, as we mentioned. He had 34 points. Four rebounds, eight assists, two steals, one block, probably in 39 minutes to lead the minutes as well. So with PJ Washington out, with now probably, uh, what's his name? God, I'm getting a mental black. Devontae Graham as well going to miss time. He played just 10 minutes. He had 11 points. He was looking good as well. He was three for three from deep. Played 10 minutes before he got hurt. We need to see what happens with Devontae. But this is going to be the time for LaMelo Ball to absolutely cook. And if you drafted him in that 80 to 100 range, you're uh, you're absolutely going to be very, very happy with that, aren't you? The next game on the slate was the Washington Wizards getting just beat down by the Miami Heat. They lost 122 to 95. Uh, for the Wizards, Beal was one for 14. The Heat just turned up the defense on him. They threw different kinds of looks at him. They threw doubles at him. They harangued him, and he was bad. He played just 27 minutes. He was had seven points, three rebounds, three assists. He did manage to have three steals, which salvaged the line for you, didn't it? Russell Westbrook had played just 24 minutes. He was four for nine, 13 points, three rebounds, and three assists. What else are we looking at with the Wizards? I tell you, I don't really like streaming any of these guys and holding on to them because it's just all over the place from night to night. You And we don't know what's going to be happening at the end of the season either. 
It is worth mentioning that Alex Len played 24 minutes and he had 18 points, three rebounds, two assists and two steals. If you want to take a flyer on Alex Len and you need a centre, especially in two centre leagues, I would not be against that. He certainly looks better than Rui, uh, Robin Lopez who had six points, seven rebounds and one assist and he's really just like a 14-team guy. Rui Hachimura had 12 points and, he, you know, just two rebounds and three assists, no steals, no blocks, two threes. He's maybe an end-of-the-bench guy or a streamer guy or a points leagues guy, but uh, I don't have him rostered anywhere and I wouldn't really bother. For the Miami Heat, uh, it was, gee, where do we start now? This was influenced a bit by garbage time. Kendrick Nunn, I, I streamed him in a few places and then probably, then like everybody else, dropped him everywhere. And then he goes and he has 25 points, eight rebounds, one assist and two steals. He's going to be one of these guys, isn't he, that uh, is on and off the waiver wire and on more teams than just about anybody else in the league. The yo-yo, the Kendrick Nunn, the yo-yo. <laughs> um, 11 for 17 from the field. Obviously, that shooting is just, you know, um, well above what he would normally shoot too. Again, we need we need to see what's happening with his minutes, and this was influenced by by garbage time. He's not an absolute must add, uh, unless I don't know, unless you're really desperate for a guard and you think somehow after he does something like this he might stick again. But really, he has value if Goran Dragic or Tyler Hero is injured, and especially if both of them are, which they were when he was really going off. Hero had 17 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, two blocks in his 29 minutes, but he was just six for 15 from the field. He's not fantastic. The bubble was just a bit of a potentially um, not reflective anyway of, of the rest of what this season looks like and probably what it will end up looking like unless he can somehow find his mojo again. Bam Adebayo had 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, one steal, two big blocks, and he's been quite good over the last month or so not many people on Miami have. Jimmy Butler uh, had one of those kind of slow games where, again, influenced by the blowout, but also even when he was out there, he only had seven shots, four for seven from the field, six for eight from the foul line, 14 points, but he did have eight rebounds, nine assists, three steals, and one block. And that's why he's a third-round value player. I traded for him in that uh, deal I mentioned earlier in 24 teams where I sent away McCall Bridges and some other pieces and I got Jimmy Butler back and going the other way, paired him up with Kyrie Irving and Steph Curry. Oh my goodness, just love, love that one. So that was the game between the Heat and Washington. The next game on the slate was the Minnesota Timberwolves up against the OKC Thunder. And it was D'Angelo Russell's late three-pointer that saw the Timberwolves run out winners 106 to 103. Exciting game. For the Timberwolves, it was D'Lo and Malik Beasley. Beasley's been one of the late-round steals. We've talked about that before. He had 24 points, five rebounds, three assists, and one steal, nine for 19 shooting, six for 12 from the field. If you drafted him in, like, round 13 or 14, he has really rewarded you, hasn't he? D'Angelo Russell had 21 points, four rebounds, six assists, and one steal. Shout-out to my son, D'Angelo Jolly, who tried to break my glasses today while we were taking a selfie together. D'Angelo... Mate, focus on your defense instead of trying to break your dad's glasses. Get that defensive stance going. Uh, Rick Rubio had just three points, but he had eight assists and three steals. One of the best uh, assists and steals streamers in the NBA right now, if he's on your wire or he drops there, it's either really he or TJ McConnell who provide those assists and steals better than just about anybody else. Jared Vanderbilt is a stat-stuffing guy, isn't he? He's like a Draymond Green sort of dude. He had eight points, nine rebounds, two assists, one steal, 
He was perfect from the foul line, two of two, just four shots. Very low usage, but he does stuff the categories, doesn't he? Uh, For the Thunder, Al Horford rolling back the year's Big Al. 26 points, seven rebounds, eight assists, two steals, three huge blocks, 10 for 19 from the field, three for six from deep. I know all about this because I follow his sister, Anna Horford, over on Twitter. Give her a follow. She's very interesting and she's absolutely at war still with Philadelphia 76ers fans and she's a huge uh, Big Al fan as well. It's interesting watching her following the game vicariously. Darius Baisley had 12 points, 10 rebounds, one assist. Uh, he's a guy I dropped in a couple of places. I think I had a little bit too much of him. So I wanted to diversify, but I may regret that later on in the season because uh, look at those rebounds, 10 rebounds. He was four for 14 from the field. The field goal percentage is an issue. Uh, Hamadou Diallo, 16 and 10 assists. 16 points, 10 assists, six for 13 from the field. Uh, the foul shooting is bad though, four for eight from the line. Uh, with Gilgis Alexander and George Hill out, Teo Maladon was out for health and safety protocols today as well. Uh, Diallo's a pickup. If he's on your wire, he's definitely worth a grab and seeing where this goes, depending on how long the other guys are out for. For the uh, the next game, sorry, I'm jump, jumping into it already. The Detroit Pistons uh, going through a bit of a rough rough patch of late. They've, they've been okay. They're staying in most of the games. They got flogged today, though, by the Suns, 109-92 to 92 for the Pistons. It's all about Jeremy Grant. A reasonably quiet night for him tonight. He had just 21 points, two rebounds, one assist. He did have one block and two three-pointers, and he was five for six from the foul line. You can't complain about that, and you can't complain about the second-round value that he's been providing. In points leagues, he's in the he's in the top 10. Uh, Mason Plumley had 11 points, eight rebounds, one assist. Sadiq Bay had 14 points, four rebounds, two assists, and one steal. DeLon Wright... Uh, Terrible shooting night, two for seven, but he had eight rebounds, six assists, and four steals. He's another guy, if he gets dropped, you just add him. He's a must-add guy. Isaiah Stewart, speaking of rookies, he had a double-double, 10 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. I've got him in one of my dynasty leagues, and I'm pretty happy with that. Certainly happier than uh, the other Detroit Pistons guy who went very high up in the draft. I've completely blocked out his name now because I... I picked him up in a few places and, uh, gee, I could have had Halliburton instead or um, or somebody better. I could have even had uh, Patrick Williams. Uh, gee, I'll remember his name later when I'm not crying about it. Josh Jackson uh, played 24 minutes. He had 11 points, five assists and one steal. He's more of a streamer than a must-hold. For the Phoenix Suns, uh, this season, Chris Paul, what do we say? Old man Chris Paul, how good has he been again after last season providing value for where he was drafted? This season, he's doing the same thing again. Over the last two weeks, he's the 10th best player in fantasy. Over the last month, he's the 20th. Old man, yeah. Uh, Booker, on the other hand, has been suffering, hasn't he? If we compare their lines today, Chris Paul had 20 points, seven rebounds, nine assists, one steal, seven for 14 from the field in his 29 minutes. Devin Booker played 30 minutes. He had 23 points, which you like, but then the rest was two, two, and two. Two rebounds, two assists, two steals, which you like, three three-pointers, which is good, four for six from the foul line. His foul shooting has dropped off from last season being like very elite, like best three or four in the NBA. It's fallen off a bit. His field goal percentage has fallen off too, but the most important thing is the assists are down, the rebounds are down as well, and Chris Paul's usage is just uh, dominating. Now, the, the, the Suns are fun to watch. 
And in terms of real-life basketball, it's good. If you're a fantasy owner, though, it's not great. McCall Bridges has fallen off a little bit of late from that really torrid start where he was in the top. He was inside the top 10 for a while, and then he was inside the top 30 for quite a while. He's fallen back to around that sort of 60 range now. But he look, he salvages his lines, doesn't he? Six points, nine rebounds, four assists, which is cool, and two beautiful blocks which for a small for a for a shooting guard or a small forward you you love to see that uh jay crowder did not play he was a drop anyway his minutes are going to cam johnson and frank kaminsky frank the tank had 15 and 5 with one assist he's a streamer or a deep league guy only cam johnson the same 14 points you'd have six rebounds three assists and one steal there are worse guys that you could have uh, at the bottom of your roster than those two guys the last game on the slate is uh, the team that I like the least in the NBA, the Boston Celtics. They took down the Paul George's Clippers with Tatum getting 34 points and Kemba 24 carrying the way, 58 combined points for them. They did so without Jalen Brown and Carson Edwards, not Jeff Teague, nor Pritchard fielded up from the guard spot. Kawhi did what he could, but the Clippers just didn't have enough firepower. Zubach was good again. Lou Will was decent off the bench and helped keep the game close in the fourth quarter. That's about that uh, for the boss core details. Well, you have to go and have a look at them. I am out of time here. Oh, one thing to watch. Daniel Tice left the game and did not return with a sore knee. Now, that means, of course, with him not being around, Tristan Thompson had 11 points, seven rebounds, and three assists today. He's probably a pickup. Robert Williams, he had just 15 minutes. He had 10 points two rebounds, and two steals. In 15 minutes, he will get either two steals and a block or a block and two steals or three blocks for you or something like that. So I would consider, depending on what happens with uh, Daniel Tice, as soon as you hear news about that, if Robbie Williams or Tristan Thompson are on your waiver wire, they are probably short-term value adds for rebounds. And, uh, you know, Thompson doesn't get many defensive cats anymore, but Robert Williams does indeed. On the Clippers side of things, uh, Lou Williams had a good game, but you, you're not really going out to add him. The thing we're watching, though, Reggie Jackson, you may have streamed him and held on to him. He had uh, just two points and five assists on only four shots. Nicholas Batum, I, I, this is a guy you want to look at. Last comment for today, Nick Batum, he's inside the top 50 on the season. 39 minutes, 16.7 rebounds, one assist and two steals for him. He is definitely worth picking up. If he's on your wire, has a couple of quiet games, go and grab him. I've got him in about seven leagues now because every now and then he gets dropped by someone and I just go and get him and I have not been disappointed. That is it for the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for joining me. I've been your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can give me a follow at Mr. Jolly of Sydney on Twitter. Of course, Scotty Harland, he is the Harlander23 on Twitter. Go and give him a follow. If you have any questions about commissioning, he is a commissioner extraordinaire. You can go and uh, do Commissioner Corner with him. Until we meet again on Monday with a recap of the weekend, I've been your, um, well, that would be Sunday night, Monday in Australia anyway. I've been your host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. Take care and bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. 
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.